Thank you for joining us for this episode of Bantam's Banter's Roundtable. Don't forget you can download this show and all Bantam's Banter podcasts and stuff on iTunes and bantamsbanter.com. Here's Tom and Dom. Um, I'm Dom. I'm Tom, hello. And we're joined by special guest Keith Wildman. Good evening. Hello. Who is a writer and everything else I know about is off Twitter, so I don't want to say it in case I think I look like a stalker. But he drinks beer yeah, and wears corduroys. Flares, he wears flares. <laughs> corduroy flares, yeah. yeah. And Mark Neal from Friends of Bradford City, whose support is always positive. Is that right, Mark? Uh, it Hi, has Mark. to be now, doesn't it? Having state, made that statement, yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we're negative, it gets us into lots of trouble, so we've got to be positive. We've been there. Yeah. We've been we there. Slowly falling back into it a little bit, I think. Um, so, yeah, round table. There are people at home listening live, hopefully. And if you've got any questions that you'd like to put to the panel or any subjects that you'd like to hear discussed, then tweet us. You can find us on Twitter at Bantam's Banter, although that's the only way we've advertised this, so you must know that. First subject, Tom. Yeah. Throw, well, throw one out there. Um, I think we should go with the fact that we are now safe. Is it mathematical? Even though it's goal difference? My wife disputes that. Oh, but we're not. We're she's a maths teacher. <laughs> well, she works at Bradford College, so I suppose that. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. I mean, if you look at crew, we're not actually safe, are we? Well, well, <laughs> well no, we're not, I suppose. But we are. Yeah. It's more probable well, than possible. There are a lot of teams between us and the relegation zone, and we're, we've got points <laughs> as well between us and them. Keith? Well, some talking. I have never looked to see the, by the relegation. Was it never looked at the table? I've never no. looked at the table. Well, well, to be honest, I look, I look when we're doing well. I look when we're doing well. I don't really bother. But I've never, I've never really thought we're going to get relegated no, this season. Man. I mean, the teams at the bottom, at the bottom for a reason, and the teams at the top, the top for a reason. And I can't, no, no one in the top, bottom three or four is going to suddenly win four or five games. And if, if, basically, if you're third from bottom, you're looking at Bradford City in twelfth. You're not going to be thinking, say, what well, we might overtake them. Yeah. Which is sort of what's going to have to happen. Yeah, so, I mean, we have, yeah. At the end of the day, we're mid-table, yeah. which is of course where we'd love to. Be. If someone had said, "Oh, you finished mid-table," uh, if, like at the end of last season, someone said, "Your first season in League One will be mid-table," I'd be yeah, happy with that. Yeah, I think it was the start we got off to that probably clouded the issue, didn't it? And made some people talk about a second promotion, even you know. Well, that's because I think we've we've seen other teams do it. So we think, well, if they've done it, why can't we do it? And we always do that. Finalists. As Bradford City do do that hard way. I don't think that, in my mind, that would ever happen. Yeah, I, no. I wouldn't want to jump the gun. I don't know what else we're going to talk about, but still, at the start of the season, we had this promotion team, and maybe if we had that now, we wouldn't be mid-table. You know, if we're going to cover that later. But we are safe, though, aren't we? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's I, 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 never, I never really... The last round till we did, we were like, oh, you know, it's... It, oh, we don't know. It depends on the results, and it's, and uh, Steve from the sports board. It will, it will, it's gold. Our goals. It was Surely brilliant. you mean Carl? Carl. Sure. No, you, you called him Steve, didn't you? Carl from the sports board said that our goal difference was so good. You know, and, and, that, and in the end, that's what. If by a miracle, the team's goals, we all we lose, and they all win. It does come down to goals. That's what's going to say. Let's compare it to the feeling I had when uh, Peter Jackson was in charge, and I went away to Crew. I think we lost one nil. And the ball sort of bobbled about 20 yards into the net, and it's probably the worst game I've ever seen. 
and we I, was were looking, there. I was looking at the we squad, I was looking at the thing, I thought, we are in trouble here. And then it was, was it uh, uh, Stockport at home, we went 1-0 to 2-0 down, whatever it was. And then then I was thinking we could really go down this season. I've never even had a, I'm not just trying to be, you know, I just generally not even really thought we'd, yeah, we'd, I mean, we'd look like going down really. It's just looked like poor form. That's what it's yeah, like. It's weird really, it's because if it, I just looked before I came out, and we've actually won less games than some of the teams in the bottom four, but we've lost less than yeah. some at the top. We, we, we weren't the last we drew loads of games. Yeah. Yeah. We were set, and then with Naki Wells goes, and you wonder where your goals are coming from, we've got a good defence, we've had a good defence with Andrew Davis back, just probably not nicking the odd, the odd goal you know, to, to make it 2-1 or 1-0, and so we've drawn so many games, but I don't think you're going to go down by not... Um, by if you're not losing, I don't think you're gonna. Yeah, well, we we had a good spell to start, and that put that obviously put us fans under. You know, gave us the false hope that we might go straight up, and then there was that patch in the middle where we did draw. So to think that to, to think that we might go down, though, I think is a bit crazy. Although it could, it, I suppose it could happen. I've not. I should have probably looked before I came here. <laughs> They would be the new history makers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a repeat of history though, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think we, we, up and down we've all made that thirteenth place our own. Because oh. we've been in thirteenth place so many times this season. Well, even even the last ten years, we seem to have we could have won three or four games. or lost three or four games, and when you do look at the table, it was still thirteenth. <laughs> and you think, ah, oh, we've lost all these games, we've won all these games, and why are we still? Yeah. Why are we still thirteenth? But I, honestly, the, the start of the season, and I think every year, Phil Parkinson, I think the second year, I think we finished the same position. We've improved. We've said we're improved every year. We were a cup final. And people, you hear people saying, "Oh, it's last season." Why are still talking about the cup final? Because it was because it was a cup final. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what we're talking exactly. about. Cup final. That's why. That's why it's such a joyous thing that these happen. Proper cup final. Yeah, you don't just walk out there and go, "Well, that's done. We'll forget about that." Yeah. Unless... How can you? How can yeah. you? Do, you know, do, do people take? Oh, well, we'll take Phil Parkinson's reign from um, from that the 19 games ago when we didn't win or should we take it from when he took over and we were like 18th in the bottom division and then you see people oh we're winning 19 games let's get rid of him yeah, yeah it's ridiculous because he's done what was expected of him all these people seem to exist only on the internet I've never met one in real life well that's it <laughs> because they're all scared of you no one had ever said something like that in we, real life. we put a tweet out saying for this one does anyone the, the, the parky out brigade does anyone want to come down and join us and a few people went yeah yeah we still want him out and then we then the DM didn't say no, we don't really. And we, we're not going to come along. Basically, it's just a big pointless front that they're putting on. Well, so someone, did, someone sent us a message saying, "Fight me." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they're, they're, Which they're, is actually going to be happening after the podcast outside on the road. What with you? Like Oliver Reed and um, who was it in front of the fireplace? <laughs> what naked? Alan Bates, yes. What, what was the film? Beautiful Women. What reference is this? Women, women in love. Women in yes, love. Yes. Now I know what you're on yeah, now. Once, once, once again, it's not the yeah. Ta- yeah, not the type of film you think from the title. <laughs> so, well, let's give a, a microphone to our man Daniel Cran, who is in charge of Twitter for us today, and let's see what's been going on on Twitter. Daniel, they're listening. Let's see if anyone said out. Has anyone said out, Dan? Quite a few. It's like, Daniel, it's like the hub on this morning. I know. I feel. Uh, you're like Andy like Peters. <laughs> 
Yes, I've got a few tweets coming in. Um, James has said, where do you think we should strengthen this summer? Um, oh, we went over this a bit, didn't we? Because there's a lot of players out of contract that are tied in with that. Um, for me, it's uh, midfield with Jones, you know, edging on a bit. Doyle plays when he wants to play. Dome looks all right. Um, a decent centre midfielder and scorers goals. I don't know if anyone agrees on that. We need, we need this. Uh, uh, I don't know. We need a midfielder. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Brandy, this was your Russell Brand moment. Big, <laughs> big mouth. I, 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 we just haven't had one for ages, and, and, and you, every team I watch on TV has one. A midfielder that bombs forward and scores goals. Mm. Dave Sayers, I'll throw an image. Yeah, that was going to be said, yeah, that, yeah. that he was probably the last. I love Dave Sayers. Yeah. But what, why is he at. Oh, he's doing, he, he's, he's scoring. 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 He was nominated for League Two Player of the Season. But then he's League Two, isn't he? He's League Two, not League So were we last year, Keith. He thought he was League One, which is why he went. Yeah, and he's come back down to League Two, so. Yeah, that's true. Would you agree a goal scoring midfield is something we're lacking? I don't really know what he's planning on doing, really, but I mean, a lot depends on Kyle Reid. I mean, is Kyle Reid going with the same player? If Kyle Reid comes back. Then um, is he going to give a new contract? If not, do we look to get a new winger? Because he caused so many problems with two or three players in every time. Adam yeah. Reach is sort of about getting there. Do you look to get him on loan? I definitely think a winger. But then if he's going to play this diamond or four-three-three thing, which seems to work recently, then he's got to change his style a bit, hasn't he? Because he, yeah. he's obviously McLean's not a Wells. No, no. So he's, he's he, I, don't, I cannot see McLean fitting into the style of play that we, we have played with, with Anson and I don't know how McLean played uh, at Peterborough I mean, he's got a lot of goals but I mean I don't know what, what... Well, he played a long time that Macau Smith didn't he oh, it was well, typical I mean... similar to yeah. Anson yeah, but he's, he's well, gone on to have a pretty good mm. career, hasn't he? I don't know. Yeah, goal scoring midfield, definitely. Um, probably somebody else up front, winger. Oh, um, let me throw it What about centre half? Surprisingly, I love McCarty, but I hear a lot of people say, you know, he's, mm. he's a long ball guy, he's hoofing it straight from the back, and, you know, Alan Molinar or whatever. Um, do you need someone, you know, who's going to play it from the back, a bit more composed? I think you. I mean, I'd assume Matt Taylor's going to go. Yeah. And he, he came in with it. He was, I think he was Charlton captain. He got him promoted. And a lot of Charlton fans spoke very highly of him. Um, We've got a habit of doing that to players who are thought of highly at their own club. Yeah, and they, they come, come here. And, Other yeah. than Gary Jones, the rest of them tend to fail. Yeah, it's strange. And then, um, sort of the opposite thing. I mean, well, Naki Wells is the only version of an opposite that I can think of where you've never heard of them. They do really well. Captain Merritt. It's not often that's happened, is it? No, it's very really play it when you've never heard it, and all of a sudden he comes to be with us. But uh, yeah, I don't know what's happening with Matt Taylor. If he goes, then he probably needs somebody to another centre half. But I, I know McCarty gets sort of stick, but him and Davis together are probably better than the individual players. Yeah, I think McCarty. Really, why break up Davis, Dave, uh, uh, Derby, Davis, McCardle, Meredith, and you know, I mean, John McLaughlin is, is all right. Maybe probably another keeper because we've only yeah, got one. Definitely McLaughlin. another yeah, keeper. Yeah. I know you're, you're fans of McLaughlin. Okay? Mm-hmm. I, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of him, but I think he needs somebody pushing, pushing him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment, he's you know he's been lazy, been complacent because he's got no. He's done some strange things, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't think his defence have got much faith in him. No, not at all. No. It might, that might be a, it. Might be a tad harsh on him, but the way that he's been playing recently and, and some of the goals we've conceded, 
uh, you know, they look like the goalie should have done more, mm. maybe should have come out and like the defence expected that of him and it, and it didn't happen. So I think that definitely either someone to challenge him or someone to maybe take his place and push him into like the reserve position really. But as for the the central defence, I don't think there's anything wrong with what we've got. No, I think I think I think they've done all right. Did, so did, we get, we did you give McHugh another year then? McHugh. Oh, oh, McHugh. Yeah. Yeah. I'd give McHugh ten years. Big mm. captain. I, I think I think his future's with us. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, again, on every one of these shows we've done so far, we always refer to last year. But it's because that's when we really saw McHugh get the chance he deserved last year, and he did really well. This year he got pushed back into the, you know, into the out, outskirts of the of the starting lineup. But whenever he's played, he's done all right. The left back as well. He did, he did, he did, he did, yeah. Sterling job. I think people forget that he was our centre half. The cup run. We didn't have Davis. No. The cup yeah. run. It was McKeel McCarley in that cup run. We, did, we didn't have Meredith in the cup run. A year run. younger as well. We didn't have Meredith for a lot of that. Yeah. So um, McCarley and McKeel were the two. And again, it's, it's about being a team, and that's the, that's what Phil Parkinson seems to do for me. He seems to get players with the right attitude in. He seems to get players playing a team for each other. And, and that's what you need rather than people saying, oh, he's a good left back, he's a good right back, it's about carry. And Sean Dyche was uh, when Burnley, which oddly, oddly, I was quite pleased for I really don't like Burnley, but I was oddly quite pleased for him because Sean Dyche comes across quite well and they're, uh, they're like a local club. If it's been Supported weird, by it. the locals. Supported by the locals. Yeah. And I was oddly sort of pleased for him. I like Burnley. Um, mm. I mean, well, you know, it's a bit, I don't really like the place, but <laughs> I was quite pleased for the, I was quite, yeah, I don't like it. Like, like, well, like, like, well, if, if Leeds went, if Leeds went, Huddersfield went up, you'd be like, oh. And I'd like, you know. But, but, oh, well, Burnley are like us, isn't it? Aren't they? They're the same. Well, they're not a, well, they're they're not a massive club. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're sort of our level. But I think but I once read something where they said that in terms of the size of the place, the percentage of locals that yes. support the yeah. team is actually massive. Yeah, it's the highest. Yeah, well, you it's never see yeah. like a fat. It's, it's, it's like a third of the people in the town go to watch the football. Yeah. But anyway, he was saying, Sean Nice was saying this interview, he, gave us the, um, he was saying that all the players are pushing each other, they've had, they've had the same team for most of the season. Yeah. Which we haven't had. But all the players are pushing each other, and it's about having a team. And that's what we had last season with Phil Parkinson. That's, that's and and they were four favourites for relegation. Yeah, at the start of the he season. He spent four hundred fifty thousand pounds as well. So it's not all about spending no, money. No. It's not about spending money. Should we should we tell this to the audience in terms of players who need to sign? Sorry, about the noise. If, if anyone's got any points, you know, positions or, you know, people with Mike, Terrified. I'm sure Terrified. Mike Harrison. Terrified. Mike Harrison's always got an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just positions, Michael. I don't know. I, I think it's hard to name specific players, but picking up on Keith's point, <clears throat> I'm actually pleased for Sean Dice as well because I think. Imagine what you like the, the guys at Watford who sacked him, thinking that yeah. uh, you know he wasn't good enough for what, to get Watford in the Championship in the Premier League, and yet he's good enough to go to Burnley, spend very little money, but I say get a good time club going. And where at Watford, they're not even getting the, in the playoffs. So I think. On that, even on that basis, I think it's great for Sean Dyke. I think he's proved Watford wrong. Uh, Defence-wise, as I, um, I, I keep all the defence. Uh, I think I think there's one one danger that City fans could get into is the fact that we're assuming that Stephen Derby will want to stay, yeah. that James Meredith will want to stay. But he's loved, Roy, Mike. Surely, if you play yeah. for a club where you're loved, Naki Wells was loved. <laughs> I did. I did. Thank you, Well, so totally you know, we're, all, we're all assuming that we're just going to offer them a contract, and they're going to say, "Oh yeah, we want to stay." I'm, I'm very interested to see what would happen. Is is if they say, "Well, actually, Stephen Darby says, well, to be honest, I feel I could do well in the championship, and 
somebody in the championship will want me and he goes to them for nothing I wonder why players do that there's no guarantee they're going to get like you know Knuckles have got lucky I think there's no guarantee they're going to get first team football elsewhere so but, but the, no, the, 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 the crowd is saying his name down it's only a condition of moving though you see the one thing that we we all sort of speculate on and, and we never we never know for sure is you know we're always say, you know the club always say oh we've, we've got a really big budget for our level etc etc but then of course when you consider that we've got some pretty high earners obviously with Andrew Davies McLean must be a high earner now Hansen's got an improved contract so then when you see most of the budget going towards some players you think well what's 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 left for the rest of them yeah, and they always seem to complain that we're overspending on the budget which makes obvious and to my man, and I don't want to down to anyone because I think everybody does. Every other club does a fantastic job. You know, I'll just, I'll just say that. <laughs> That's my insurance policy. My insurance policy. Take but, but, well, stay off the stairs. Um, but um, it just makes you wonder how much is going to be in the budget for next season, and whether or not we can afford to give people like Stephen Darby, Rory McArdle, and James Meredith, who we're talking about the back, and and John McLaughlin, who was out of contract as well offer them the right sort of money for them to stay or they're going to think well actually it's just easy for me just hopping and, and get myself a championship side yeah, well, who yeah. have the money so it's whilst I, I, I'd keep them all but out of our hands it's up to them is that what you're saying yeah yeah. Okay. anyone else on, on players or positions or no okay fair enough cool alright thank you Mike <laughs> I asked a question on Twitter oh did you sorry Kremlin. here we go who would you rather keep Gary Jones or Nathan Doyle? Uh, no, start keep watching people like Is that well? Is the, I mean, is that an either or? Is, is, would, it, would we have to? Who do you think is given more to this season? Well, Gary Jones has played more. But yeah. I don't think I don't think it's ever going to come to the fact where we'd either have to sign Gary Jones or Nathan Doyle. Nathan Doyle seems to play better. I don't think that was his real question. I don't think <laughs> you actually have the. Oh yeah, yeah no, I'm, down I'm, I'm going to right. go down now and say sorry, Gary. We're going to have to uh, release you because we're. No, um, well, Gary Jones has played more, but Nathan Doyle, I think it's about finding the right. An angry Nathan Doyle. That's what you want. You want angry Nathan Doyle. When he's dropped. You angry. mean like when he got sent off? Yes, but they're not too angry. Just a bit angry. <laughs> when, he's, when he's dropped, so he comes back the next game, you can see he's all angry and he's like, right, I'm going to. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like an angry Nathan Doyle is good. When he's, he's, he's great. I'm, I'm a massive Nathan Doyle fan. Loved him the first time. I think on Friday night you were awesome. He yeah. But he's just sort of sitting in that bit in front of passing the ball, and that's what he's good at. And Gary Jones, and then the way we're playing recently gives Gary Jones a bit more scope to it. But how long can Gary Jones. So, so, so you're picking Gary Jones. I'm, I'm choosing for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, who's had the better season? Actually, that, that, that's a better question. Not who would you keep. Yeah. Who's had the better season between Gary Jones and Nathan Dyer? Yeah. Gary Jones. Gary Jones. Yeah. Mm. Do you think there's any sentiment that makes you choose Gary Jones, or do you think the genuine? Well, it's just Gary me? Jones. Oh, yes, <laughs> Because he is this generation Stuart McCall, surely. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, been amazing. But going back to Mike's point, I mean, the key to other Derby stays could be what happens to Jones, because they're joined at the hip. Yeah, well, I've heard. Yeah. Both, are they both Everton fans? Uh, yeah. Well, I know um, Jones is. Gary Jones is uh, Everton and thinks Derby's Liverpool. Yeah. Right. They're pretty tight, about them. Yeah, they are. They travel together. They, well, there, was a, there was a thing in the TNA about. Uh, could I mention the TNA? There's no sense of course you can, yeah. Um, <laughs> they beamed that out. Um, an interview with Stephen Derby, and he seemed to want to. He was indicating he's going to stay. From that interview, that's what he, that's the subject I got on Gary Jones. I think Gary Jones is probably saying to him, something like Gary Jones, and don't forget, Gary Jones has watched for 10 years, and he could have probably moved on. He might just say to Steve Dabb, look, you're on a good thing here. 
Hey Dad, they're singing your name in the stands. <laughs> Listen yeah. to that. I'm yeah. fine as well. Is he? Oh, what accent was that? Was Saxon? Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> the, um, well, yeah. Quite good. I, th- I think you'll say, I think something like Gary Jones would say, say to Stephen Darby, um, I won't do the accent, but I think you just say, look, you're on a good thing here. Stay for a few, see where it takes you rather than moving on. And they might have like David Sayers, prime example, moving on thinking he's. Um, is um, a championship player, but, championship player, but not, yeah. Andy Gray, then, are we? Are we? No, see you. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, why would he's you gone, haven't he? Yeah. He's the worst player. Yeah, I don't, mm. I don't know what's happened to Andy Gray. Andy Gray, is he, is he not dead? Or? <laughs> 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 he, he keeps getting sort of Victorian diseases, doesn't he? Shingles. <laughs> um, I think he's got scurvy or rickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He got his hair caught in a loom. Yeah, <laughs> 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 cleaning up all the walls under the... Uh, yeah, but um, I don't know. Right, we'll go on to next. Should we break? Or? Okay, well, before we move on to, to talking about the season tickets, which are still on sale up until the 31st of May, I think it's 40 days left to buy them, uh, we've got an interview here with Dave Baldwin, who talks to me and Tom. When were it? Monday. Peterborough. When did we play? Friday. The Easter weekend, so dodgy. Yeah, Friday night. But Friday night. Um, and hang on, I've, I've done a professional cue to read. All right, go for it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> uh, well, it's now time for our loo break. So, while we re- relieve ourselves, nearly got it wrong then, here's an interview with Bradford City CEO Dave Baldwin, the main focus of which was season tickets. And we start by asking David how the club can afford to keep the prices so low. But first, there's a little jingle. Tom and Dom will be back after this short break. Visit bantamsbanter.com for more stuff. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Probably rolling the dice a little bit on this one because when we started the scheme back in 2007 season, we did it on the pledge basis that, you know, we need 10,000 to make that happen. Now, you know, given last year's, the euphoria of last year, we achieved 10,000 season tickets, 3,000 flexi cards. But the reality, obviously, we've had a bit of an up and down season this year. So, most important thing was to maintain the same price for three years on about. But people take into perspective what we've achieved in the last few years in terms of forward momentum. And the reality is, is to be able to continue these prices, we need to keep the numbers coming. It's very much a uh, fingers crossed. Let's see if we can get to that 10,000 mark again. The, the lower price season ticket schemes come under a, a little bit of criticism online from people who are worried that it affects the, the playing budget next year. Well, well, put it in perspective, if we doubled the price to normal, to 400 quid, the, the the attendance levels would go down by half. If we drop the price by 20, increase it by 25%, the crowds would go down by the same number. So the reality is, that, you know, by having the large numbers there, what it does do is it appeals to your sponsors, it appeals to your corporate customers, it attracts players to the club because of the known for the big crowds. So, and if I, if I give you an example, every stand that we have to see in the stadium now is sponsored already for next year. Yeah. The shirt deal's already done for next year. The back of the shirt we've added to because of the crowds that we get, because, you know, the likes of Hotel Electro like to be part of a, a success formula. So, catering is up as a contract. The retail deal's good. So all those things work because of large numbers. As crowds start dropping, you do run the risk that then you lose all your commercial income. That starts, oh, don't lose all of it, but it goes down proportionally. And if, if we increase the price by 10%, the audience will drop by 10%. That's pretty fade complete. But if we double the price, it'd go down by half. Yes, we'd have the same amount of money coming in, but we'd have less bodies in the stadium and all the ancillary purchases that go with it. And the value of knowing what that atmosphere is worth. 
that 12th man, how many goals and how many points exactly. is that worth over a season? Yeah, it's a good point. So it's a risk we're prepared to take because we believe that is an affordable price for people. And there are probably other people, the people that wouldn't come to games, not because they don't want to come, probably that it would be just a step too far in terms of being able to afford to come. You know, the factory car system proved that. Why did we go for our product two years ago that didn't exist? to 3,000 people signing up to that scheme. You know, because money is hard come by these days and we need to be as flexible as possible to give people an opportunity to come and support their team. Okay, so is there a payment scheme again this year? Yeah, there's, there's three ways of doing it. There's, 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 there's pay in full, there's pay through a, we have a credit provision now where basically you, you fill in a finance form and the, the payments, they're equal to the, the, the monthly payment scheme we had historically, but it's been managed by an external credit company. Um, or there's a FlexiCard scheme, put your £50 down, pay your £10 when you, when you want to come. So you've got a lot, yeah. of, covered, a lot of bases covered then in, in that really, respect. I think I'd be looking at a scenario where you're saying, listen, if you've got the money up front, pay it, you're done, you don't have to think about it for the season. Yeah. If you've got a situation where you want the full season ticket, because but you want to pay monthly, there's a credit provision there. Yeah. And if, you know, for any reason there's credit issues, you know, people do have situations where maybe credit's not available to them ordinarily, uh, and that's not, there's no disrespect, you know, everybody gets into, you know, times where that might happen. The flexi card is no issue. Pay you £50 and just pay when you come. Okay, so the 25-year season ticket holders, obviously, yep. since you came in, you've done your very best to make sure that 25-year season ticket holders get a, get a better deal. What are you providing for them this year? Uh, same scheme runs, really. What I've said is, um, we've got no reason, and we will continue to put the offering in, that if a 25-year pays for a suite upgrade, that they will get their season ticket free of charge. That's how it works. So whatever the published price of a suite upgrade is at that, at that moment in time, if they pay that, the season ticket comes with it. So now, in terms of the historic situation, I mean, there's no legal position for the club to have to honour anything, but I'm not about wanting to isolate fans who committed at that point, you know, that, that time back in, in, a, in a previous era. And the second thing to it is, is that the credit element of it would have run out this year, you know, the, the, the what was agreed in the CDA. Yeah. But the way I see it is, it's nice to see the suites full. It's nice to show some loyalty to fans that were, that were that showed their loyalty to the club, you know, when pre the administration time. And the bottom line is, they're drinking beers they're eating food exactly they're spending ancillary spend and it, it, it's like a, it's like a rolling honour to say yeah I commit to a 25 year okay I have to pay for the sweet upgrade but this season ticket's mine and you know that's a, that's a reasonable saving to be made every year so as far as I'm concerned as long as I'm here uh, and as long as the current regime is here um, that we will continue to honour that year in year out under that format because it's simple you know, it's easy to work out if you're a 25 year what do I do pay for a sweet upgrade we'll give you your season ticket no, well, it could have been a lot worse for them Good, exactly. Yeah. price for a season ticket with no yeah, I mean, we could have done that from day one and like I say there's no legal obligation to do it and, but it's, this isn't about legal discussions it isn't about rights and wrongs it's about saying there was a substantial group of people I think nearly 800 that took the, said to them if you take your scheme this way it's a nice simple scheme you don't have to think about working out calculations yeah, you don't have yeah. to say well what do we do if we're in this division uh, and as far as I'm concerned we'll run it indefinitely while we are the custodians of running the football I suppose just say if you are a 25 five-year-old team ticket and you are worried there is very approachable stuff to ask questions about you know and like you say the schemes are brilliant for them and it's um, you know it's it's a good move very good move well, it's like, uh, we've been consistent with the message from day one yeah, you know, yeah, the, the are, decision yeah. was made back in uh, May 2007 I believe yeah. it was it when it, when it expected it and the bottom line is we haven't changed from any year yeah. people every year people ask the question what's the, what's the arrangement for 25 years and the answer is it's exactly what we agreed in 2007 <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. will continue to do that so yeah, do, do we have to no yeah. do we want to yes because we want to 
to encourage the Bradford City family to feel part of that family. Yeah. And if you do something that, that makes people feel isolated, then they feel like unwelcome guests, don't they? And then they yeah. drift away. So this was, a, in my opinion, it was a win-win. Brilliant, OK. On to a bit of football now. How important do you think the survival in League One will be to those renewals? I would hope that what people will do, obviously we had a, an absolutely blistering start, didn't we, in terms of um, getting off and, and 21 points in 10 games, yeah. and you're thinking, hey, we were going to back-to-back it here. Option. Then you look at the players that we lost for various reasons. You know, Andrew Davis out for a significant length of time, James Meredith out, Kyle Reid out, Naki Wells out and then gone, James Hansen out injured. That, that, that's a big chunk of a, yeah. a team to, to be out, isn't it? Um, so, you know, we, we, we hit a dip and, and it was frustrating, but we didn't hit the panic button. Yeah. And, and we've got to go back, back to what the primary focus of this season was about, and that was do as best, best as we can, but most importantly, stay in this division. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't mind if we go up, but certainly don't go back down. We had yeah. six years trying to get out of that. So as a director, you, you've, you've met the expectations yeah, completely. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing that was important was, um, you know, utilise the, the additional funds that carried over, you know, after everything had been dispersed for this year to have a competitive budget this year. And it was a competitive budget in this division. Um, you could argue that maybe for the budget size, we, we could have been higher up the league. Yeah. But it's our first time in this league. And, you know, you know, been a long time and more importantly is not wanting to go out of it the wrong way so what we are able to do again is to plan for next year with a competitive wage bill for this division again can you tell us much about the budget for next year I know it's early days but is there any I can't give you the specifics of money on it but what I can say is it is looking somewhere close to what we spent this year and we had a real go at it this year we We used all the surplus of the the Capital One money to add to the budget Um, it's a significant amount over or above break even point so it's using surplus monies uh, we don't count see transfer money is counted as, as extraordinary income as is cup run money okay. we don't pre-put it into the budget okay. um, so it's like a bonus it's yeah like yeah, what it says is, but what we do is we put it all into the player budget yeah so and, and you know you asked a question about people criticising the price the irony is any one fan at any time can go on the website the, the renewal website the ticket system um, online and there's a provision to make donations direct to, to, to uh, Phil's budget fund Warchester whatever yeah. Yeah, so, like so we've sold 1,200 season tickets so far and there's £361 in that to watch Est. It's a funny situation uh, to like people who are criticising a, a cheap season ticket and then, oh, we want to pay more. And again, you there's, there's a function a, there. Yeah, there's a function there to do it. If you want to pay more, so, you chip in. And so far, out of 1,200 people, £361 has gone in it. So <laughs> You'll never be able to win, David, I'm afraid. No, you won't. You just, literally. To be honest, you just literally, I've got to a point you know, in seven years and I, was, I look at the picture that's in the tonight's programme of me and I tell you what, I don't know when that would take him, but I've won badly in that <laughs> yeah I'm thinking but the, but the reality is it, you know I've just I think you'd like to say I've just become a little bit thicker skinned right. I, 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 I can also say hand on heart that everybody who is associated with running this football club um, wants what is best for everybody that's at this football club and the fans are at the, at the forefront of it not everybody understands and agrees with every decision that's made but not everybody's got the the full insight of all the workings of what's going on behind the scenes yeah. but I can honestly say hand on heart and I'd like to think that seven years of testimony is is that there's very few people turn around and say that I've not tried to act in their best interest if they've had a problem yeah. you know not always like they might always like what we, they hear in certain circumstances no, but, if, but yeah. have we made forward progressive steps that's the question exactly you have, yeah. we, we um, stabilised as a club and you know seven years ago that was the priority and we definitely have with progressive steps. Well, I, I remember two years ago Plymouth away and I went down I went to the game went down the train so I met a few fans 
on the train on the way down. Um, I went into the away end. I was suited and booted, so, and I went in the away end, and, I, and it was like I was chatting to everybody at the stand, and I, put, I pretty much got around nearly everybody because <laughs> the, the numbers were there. And at that point, uh, I think we lost one nil down there, if I remember rightly. And uh, you know, we're looking over our shoulders, thinking, where are we going to get? We're going to stay in League Two. Yeah. That's two years ago. Crazy, isn't it? So we're now four games from the end of the season tonight, changed, yeah. and saying, well, actually, we're mid-table and yeah. we're, we're pretty comfortable. I mean, I wrote my notes prior to tonight's um, okay. game, and I wrote it, saying, well, look, we're in 12th. We're not mathematically no. safe yet, but you know, it's in our hands to, to put it right. This show will also be available as a podcast. Get it on iTunes and the Bantams Banter website. What's that, Mark? Yeah, it's got beer as well. <laughs> Who's <laughs> this said? Yeah. What is it, Mark? It's, it's like... Bernard, it, but it's, it's the low one. I didn't, I didn't go for the I, I was uh, Bernard, it's going to be Bernard. Bernard. Yeah. Definitely yeah, don't tell talk. your wife that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are you on? You're drinking out of a chalice? I'm on uh, Devel. Devel? Is that Devel. Devel. It's a Belgian affair. A Belgian affair. Are you driving home? No. Dad, what have you, what have you bought me? Stodfold. Stodfold. Now that's a name of the beer. Stodfold. Keith? I'm also the Stodfold. Which, Stodfold. which coincidentally is brewed by a lad he used to go to school with. Ooh, oh, Angus Wood, if he's listening, don't know if he is or not. Probably, probably not. Very nice. <laughs> and I'm just on my second half because last week there was near disaster. There was. You're on his back after three On my back? Well, not on your back, but well, you're going, you were going you that way. Isn't that what you said to someone um, oh. who's a bit promiscuous? You don't say it to someone who's had too many drinks. I don't know. Keith, you spent a lot of time in a pub. What do you say when you were drunk? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the, 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 well your internet personality does, shall we say no, that? Uh, yes. I, mean. I, I, I am partial to a... But on your Twitter it says ale, ale lover or something. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so that means you like your beer. Oh, I do like beer, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, I find it very tasty. And right. it gets you drunk if you drink enough of it. It does. Sure. But the way, you're, the, the way you're going on those halves, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, no. Normally, like right, normally, you will drink more well, with halves. I said to you earlier, you'll drink more with halves. Whereas you've well, that's like, your fault. You've made me too conscious. You've had like a doing. half in there. You're sipping it. Like that's, last week, I wasn't thinking. That's lasted about an hour, that half. <laughs> Get them down, you know. Tastes like chest. Anyway, this is Bantam's Banter's Roundtable, and what we do is discuss Bradford City stuff. And as we said before that interview with Dave Baldwin, we're going to let you know about the season ticket prices, which are still on sale for 40 days from today. So I think that gives you up until the 31st of May to buy the tickets. And they're still on sale at the low price of £199 for adults, £149 for senior citizens and £99 for juniors. And of course, the flexi card is still on, as Dave Baldwin said in that interview, at just £50. And you know that last season, or this season, sorry, 3,000 people bought flexi cards. 3,000? Why? And it was a scheme that came under criticism. It and shows yet, what's it. that, a third of our sales? It shows how's the, how's the flexi card work? Well, if you'd been listening to that Dave Baldwin interview, you would have known. I've been at the back. But basically, you buy, you buy a flexi card for 50 quid, which reserves your seat. Yes. So we can, this will get us on to your conversation about the empty seats in a minute. But the, it's a, you can reserve your seat and then pay a tenner every game to go. Right, that's very good. Does anyone, are we the club that came up with that then? Or does anyone else? Have we got the, the patent on that? The difference with us is that we've got the spare capacity to do it, yes. whereas a lot of clubs at our level haven't. You know, they've got a ground that fits what they're at, whereas we haven't, have we? So we're lucky in that respect. We can do it. But I think there's been some problems, hasn't there, with the flexi card? Have you heard that? 
What problems? I think, I don't know, there's been something no. going on that the club... If you listen on Twitter and you have any problems, let us know and we'll try and... Probably not better put a fraud in people's minds, but there's certainly been something I going would, on. I would think if we got um, actual scanners on the gates, that might help. Yeah, like what a, is it a Wembley. Wembley. I love little old Moira at Yeah, but how does, it, how does it work? He looks at it. So yeah. that's it, but it? you could just go fast. Yeah, exactly. Pass it backwards. Pass it don't want to give people ideas here, yeah. but um, you, you yeah, do, don't you, do that. You do need scanners on the game, but at the minute you just show you, you just yeah. you, you sort of wave it in front of the face. We yeah. could, you could be using the same card for like. Mm. You've got to have good eyes, haven't they? But they're that cheap that why would you? You know, the, the, the more money we put into the club. Yeah, especially if so you... we're not talking like uh, Chelsea or Man City yeah. or these things, you know, clubs where it's just going into abroad or something. We're talking about Bradford City where it's going into the. Club for players, you know. Yeah. Well, that's exactly why they don't have scanners, though, I imagine, because it's expensive. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and the a small club like us has got priorities elsewhere. That would be my, that would be my thing. But I went to Fleetwood, and Fleetwood the other season, they got a massive telly in the corner, like a, you know, like a sort of twenty foot. In the corner where? The, st- the stands. Yeah. Fleetwood. They had a oh, giant. Fleetwood. Yeah, Fleetwood. Yeah, they had a giant. They talk about clubs not having. They had a giant. Yeah, but you don't know where that's come from. It could have been, do- could have been donated yeah. or stolen. But even Wolves' screens weren't working. Yeah, but Wolves are all right, aren't they? They're, they're, they're living off getting relegated from the Premier League. They've got like the fifth highest sort of wage in the in the league, apparently. What in, le- in the seventy-two league teams? Like that, right? there's, there's a chat. They were very high up. Yeah, the, Kevin Dawes on like fifteen grand a week. Yeah, he also plays for Reading. So what was it? More than fifteen grand a week. Yeah, before I went to Reading. <laughs> Maybe somebody could tweet it with what is it ready? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you could update Tom's uh, football vocabulary. When does it end? 31st of May? 31st of May, yeah. So, right, let's move on to Twitter. Let's keep this quick and moving. Daniel Cram, over to you. Yeah, one of the main conversations is John Stead. Should we keep him? I personally think yes, because he's a powerhouse of a, uh, a striker. Um, it's good he's Stead. It, yeah. it, it, it works hard, and I know it doesn't mean everything working hard. He's working hard enough. Well, no. <laughs> That's why I said it doesn't mean any, everything. But, you know, I think giving time, you know, he could score goals. But he's not on loan. He probably won't stay next year, you know. I think I think when, when he was played up front alongside Hansen and Rich was given that freedom in the middle, it looked it worked really well. Yeah, he holds it up well. Definitely holds it up But well. you need to find someone who is as good as Reach. How old stayed? He'll be getting on a bit now, will he, as well? And it's, it's another 30-plus sort of striker. Just on the way in, though, I was listening to a conversation on another radio station, and um, and they were talking about Wells needing a partner, and the, you know the name Hanson was mentioned. Imagine the side Hanson. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, he's a Westfield Town fan. He is. He is. But the boys got a good contract. It's nice to see Wells did his job that they brought him in for to keep town up, on it? Actually, they got him, so you know, they were struggling a bit. It's kept the ball, yeah. so it's nice to see. He's, he's actually done all right, survive. though, hasn't he? I mean, he's doing very well. Bra- Bradford City fans are obviously going to be overly critical of the way he's played because we don't. Ri- well, I don't mind him doing well, but as a, as a whole, I reckon Bradford City fans would rather see him fail at Huddersfield. Well, I'm, 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 you know, he's, he's ambitious, good luck to him. You can offer him more money, he didn't have to move house. Who else? You want to know to turn that down? Funnily enough, he actually has moved house. But has he? <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to know that. Um, Thomas Gad, student of the year 2014. Yeah. Yeah, asked, club photographer. Yeah. Has asked, who would you rather have in the Sparrow at the moment? Ronnie Moore. Ronnie Moore? <laughs> yeah, Ronnie Moore. Ronnie yeah, Moore. it is Ronnie Moore, you're right. 
or Steve Evans. We could invite them both and take a bet on who's going to turn up. I don't know. I'd say, I'd say none Listen of them. get that, yeah. There's <laughs> a laugh over there. Oh, oh, yeah, right, right, yeah. oh, is it just not funny? No, this good. is strong. <laughs> Put it on my head, Keith. I don't know. They're both, they're both a pair of tools, really, are they? We, 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 we all agree on that. Mark's keeping quiet. Come on, Mark, you can have I an opinion. I just who buy the drinks. Ronnie? Yeah. I, I, my, money, my money would be on it, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually think Ronnie Moore is probably an alright bloke. Yeah, I can imagine, because he could have sit down with Ronnie Moore, he could have a chat with him. He's been in a city before, he's seen my city. I can imagine, sit down with Ronnie Moore, have a good laugh with him, have a, have a drink with him. You know, you'd be in the pub and you get on with him. Uh, whereas Steve Evans just comes across as an absolute knob. <laughs> but he's a good yeah. manager. Literally at one point. Yeah, but he's had money everywhere, hasn't he? He's had good backing. He's a good manager, but he's had, everywhere he's been, he's had money. So, but, and the freedom just, to sign whoever he wanted. See the way he walked off after the Rotherham game? After, you know, the, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, It's just classless. You can't buy it. That's what made me so glad we got Parkinson said. It was just an absolute class act. But Steve Evans, I wouldn't have Steve Evans at City, no way. Yeah, I mean, at least, no you know, Parkinson gets stuck in, but it's what you want to see from a manager, the, the, the way that he gets involved and that he's not scared, he doesn't shy away from things. Like, you know, he's not like a Sven Goran Eriksson character. No. But Steve Evans is just, is beyond that. Like, like you say, he walked, he walked, not only did he like not shake hands or anything and just walked off just, at the Rotherham just, game, but his place. interview afterwards, mm. he blamed the fact that Rotherham could only muster a draw against us on the fact that our tactics cancelled them out, which surely is what football's all about. Okay. I get that football league paper on a Sunday, mm. and, and I don't know if you've seen it, it's, it, it gives both managers' opinions on every game. And I always look at Evans, and Evans invariably says, we're, oh, we were totally dominant, we should have won 6-0, or if they'd lost, it's the referee's fault. And that's consistent. And, and like you say, no class. Nice. No. There's, there's nothing better than um, what was it? I um, who was it? The same uh, Presley, uh, uh, Stephen Presley. Yeah, after, Coventry. after Coventry, he sort of said, he said all that, and then but then they made up. He said, You're real, I'm really, yeah, I'm really sorry for saying that. It's in the heat of the moment. People say it's in the heat of the moment, and he, and he went back. I said, really sorry about that. And then the next game, he said, Bradford are doing really well. And the good side, admittedly, because they sold all the best players, so now we had to yeah. say we're a good side in case they got beat. Yeah. But, but you know, he, he, you know, he, people say something at the moment, and see, I, you know, I thought, oh, it's a bit of a nod. And now, after that, you think, yeah, he's obviously not a person. Well, Steve Evans just sort of says no. that. It's just, it's just, even other man, you know, you've had some joke, and you've had all these managers who got big personalities. Um, but. So on that basis, Ronnie Moore's welcome anytime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ronnie Moore then. But it adds to God, football, doesn't it? Football's it, it is a it's a beautiful game, obviously, but things like managers being absolute mm. knobs adds to the whole well, remember, entertainment. Remember how much City fans uh, gave Peter Jackson stick? Yeah. You know, Huddersfield is going up the touchline doing that. But if that's your manager, you want to see it. Yeah, but, exactly. but he sort of kept it. Within the sort of the game, the spirit of the game, whereas you know, I don't want to like going some big Steve Evans thing, but he just sort of it's yeah, just, it's he, he, he gets a lot of purpose. He does get a lot of coverage from us. It's like Ghostbusters you know, you two with uh, the fellow Ghostbusters two who thrives on the negative energy, yeah. <laughs> and he puts that thing in the sewers and the gunk and uh, not Zod, uh, Zod. What, what the fellow was in Ghostbusters. The guy who's on the painting. On the painting, yeah, and he, he basically he. Um, he got the city in a big negative vibe and he fed off that and came back to life through the sort of gunk in the sewers and then... It's complicated for a kid's film. <laughs> and then the, the Ghostbusters had to bring the Statue of Liberty to life, sing out some... Um, um, Jeez, uh, right, Sing yeah. out some songs. Yeah. Go on, carry yeah, on with the story. Yeah, and... and um, 
and um, Steve Evans is like that. He sort of thrives on negative energy. He sort of feeds off it. Right. It's weird that he looks like two Ghost villain, Ghostbusters villains. Oh, he's got Please the pers- tell me. He's got the personality of the guy in the painting, yeah. and he looks like the marshmallow guy. Stay, Mr. Stay puffed. Right, one more tweet. Yeah. We've got one more to finish off. Yeah, this, I think this topic. I think we should discuss McLean. Oh, careful. I why into why isn't it working out? I think he's rubbish. Why is it yeah. working out for McLean? Style, I can only think it's the style because he's done it over clubs. The style of play, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, obviously not his clubs. He's not. I mean, I think a lot of fans thought that he was just going to be another Wells, didn't they? Well, we hoped so. Yeah. We hoped that he was going to fill Wells' yeah. boots with and, and I don't. I just don't see him chasing them long balls through the channels. I just don't see it. Well, there, there's the difference between him and Stead. Although Stead's not really offering much in front of goal, at least he's contributed to goals that we've scored since he came. He's put in the effort. He's been in the right places. McLean looks sort of lost in amongst our team and in amongst our tactics. Is he swallowing up resources though? Because he'll be on a good wage, won't he? Is he swallowing up that wage or could go, like, go elsewhere? Well, Gav, Gav the banterman was a guest on, on the, the last round table, has said that, is it worth offloading McLean? He probably couldn't. That's that then? No. If he's not scored a lot of gold, he's going to be on a big wage, who's going to, who's going to who'd take him? Peter exactly. might take him back. You'd have, you'd have to pay him off. And, yeah, exactly. It's um, not worth it. it just, it's a bit of a... Uh, the, the funny thing is, if somebody imagine if imagine if Peterborough signed him, or Swindon had signed him, or Wolves had signed him, and you'd be thinking, well, that's a good signing, and he'd have scored against us, nailed on. He'd have scored against us. You think, what a great sign, wish we'd signed him, and then when we do sign him, uh, he's, and I'm not saying like John McGinley, but I think he's got more to offer than John McGinley. But uh, Dicko's scoring for fun for Wolves, isn't he? Yeah, but he's playing for Wolves. Mm. That was, was saying, it was in the break or not, Wolves are sort of one of the highest pay, wage payers in the Football League. They're not like the top five, top six. Yeah, coming down so, has actually done Wolves a massive favour. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it didn't do us any favours, did it? No, well, it, we, we, were pre, have, yeah. we were pre-parachute payment, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So we just came down with nothing. But I don't, I don't really, I think it is the style, and I'm not it's sure what he does. I've looked on YouTube at him scoring for Peterborough, and he seems to score from all over the place, mm. and the ball comes into him, and his confidence as well, I think if he gets a few, I mean, that goal, the goal he scored uh, in front of the cop from, um, was it, what's the left, the left back, some Drury, was it a Drury yeah. cross near? And then that was just like, before you, before you, before you even saw him hit it, it was in the back of the net. Yeah, That's yeah. what he does. He's definitely got it in him, you know. But we'd have to change the whole style, maybe. Yeah, maybe, but, but then I, you could have kept Connell, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but uh... yeah. I mean, if you watch the the We Made History DVD, which is available at the club shop and online, um, Alan Connell's contribution seemed to have been overlooked, really, because on that DVD he seems to be scoring every other week, and I don't remember that happening. But yeah, on that on that DVD, so. Uh, but you know, players like him and Ravenhill have gone to Northampton and not really improved on their careers well, for moving. Let, let, so. A scenario then where we didn't sign McLean, Wells went, and Connell played the games that McLean's played. How many goals do you think Connell had scored? I think he'd have scored at least the two that McLean scored. I don't. I, for all, obviously, for I can't a lot say less wrong, money. But. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, easy, it's easy in hindsight at the time. Yeah, in hindsight, yeah. At the time, you think McLean that's a great signing. It's got it. so, so, they, were, they were saying we need to get the deal done quickly so we can get the man. And I, mean, I remember reading, I don't know, I read it. Was it on, um, it might have been one of the uh, Wits of the Post interviews or something. And um, 
was it David Ball? You know, Smith said that um, Dicko didn't want to come because he didn't want to step in in Akiwell's shoes. Yeah, which is quite an interesting. That, yeah. And then he went to Wolves for loads of money. But yeah, um, uh, uh, to live up to, you mean exactly? So then that's what made me clean for the. Well, well whether he didn't want to step in Akiwell's shoes because he didn't play that way, or whether he wanted to step in Akiwell's shoes because people come in and expect him. Whereas McLean's like, yeah, well, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll go in and score mm. a goal. So next next season, but I mean, Peter Beagle's <laughs> first season. Remember Peter Beagle's first season? There were people booing him. He went on a lot of Everton, and then yeah. he's become one of the greatest players we've we've ever had. Um, so there's movement anyway. Craig's going to speak to Mike, I think. Mike Can I ask Mike? The city gent. Can I ask Mike about Aaron McLean? See what he thinks of him. Mark's made a really good point. I mean, say for the money that McLean's come on, I mean, the lad himself must be a bit embarrassed that he's not done as well. Albeit, he did, he did set up some good goals, obviously, at Sheffield United for Gary Jones, set the crew game as well, he set up those goals for... So he's made some goals, he just hasn't caught up. But then when you think about the, what our style of play anyway, we don't really get in the box. We, we don't even get the box to get a penalty these days. So you know, we've had one penalty all season, and I know we probably should have had maybe one or two more, but we're not even having attacking situations in the box, and I think that's where McLean would thrive. But obviously, as Keith says, in hindsight, yeah, it's easy to say because we just seem desperate, almost like, oh, we must get McLean, must get, oh, is he going to come? Is you know, we were desperate for him almost. And of course, it just seemed a natural fit. We got some money from, from Wells, we'll, we'll, we'll get him. Um, it's just a shame it hasn't worked out. Hopefully, he'll have a good summer and he'll come back, you know, round to go. Because uh, he say he's got to play next season. So I don't think there's a, there's a question of do we keep him, do we not? He's got to fit, we've got to find a way of fitting him in. Next season, yeah. Well, there, there are a lot of working. there are a lot of professional footballers, especially strikers, who do have a bad first season. Like I remember Drogba at Chelsea. I mean, I know McLean's not of that standard, but Drogba had a terrible first season at Chelsea, and then the season after was up there with the Premier League's top scorers. So, yeah. it, I guess it depends how PP fans plans to work his team next year. Yeah. I mean, you can't, I suppose you can't always expect the guy to sort of hit the ground running, as it were. He's sort of trying to fit in. He's had a couple of injuries as well, which hasn't helped. Uh, but hopefully, if he has a good pre-season, and also then Phil Parkinson gets... Because also, don't forget, we've in, we, since, since McLean's come, we've then had these injuries and had to then bring in loan players, which he didn't really want to do, but he had to bring the loan players in just to, because of injuries to Reed and Meredith and Davis was out as well. So... This last third of the season has been sort of quite unusual because it's certainly not what Phil Parkinson really had planned. But being the pragmatist that he is, he had to bring these players in, and we've just we just about got over the line. But I'm, but I mean the performance on Friday night, playing the way we did, I mean that was that was great. I mean, Brilliant, yeah. And also I just for anybody out there, and we obviously we haven't found any Parkinson haters that to actually come in and, and see us here or or send some tweets in. But there's a lot of people who have said, oh, Parkinson can't, he doesn't change from his 4-4-2. Well, see that performance on Friday night. And I think, I think that, that just showed what, what a good manager Parkinson yeah. is. But do, do, does the inconsistency in form not, not worry? Anyway, the, the, or inconsistency I, in performances? I, I think it's one of these glass half full, half empty type of things where do you see, is it, is, is it reasons why? There's been some inconsistency, i.e. The, the team's been disrupted, or is it excuses? And, and either some people see it as reasons, some people see it as excuses. Well, if you, if you go back to the Burnley thing, they've played virtually the same team. They've had 22 players, yeah. and they've played virtually the same level all season. 
and they've got promoted. Rotherham, how many? If Rotherham had lost their top striker, Naki Wells, their entire left hand side, yeah, in, exactly. Um, Reed is probably our most Meredith. dangerous attacking player. Meredith is probably, you know, Meredith and Reed's combined are better than the sum of their parts. Davis has been out for a massive amount of time. Hansen's been out. You're talking a half your team, and not just half your team in numbers, but in terms of the parts of the team, three quarters of your team. Jones has so, been injured, Doyle's been injured. Yeah. So, and a lot of the signings have been disappointing as well. Everyone struggle. Yeah, I, I think, I think if, if, if people, as we look back on this season, and you know, it's already been said that people will be charging Parkinson on, on basically is faulted on the on his signings but there again we don't know what happens behind the scenes what what maneuverability he's got with the budget and and it, you know fortunately you know we had the the great momentum from last season i mean a, another point which somebody made to me and I, and I fully endorse it you think about rory mccardle talk about rory mccardle hasn't played so well you think about rory mccardle who more or less played all of the more or less all those 60 odd games last season He's had a couple of months off. He's played more or less forty odd games already. In eighteen months, he's played a hundred games. Yeah, that's not crazy. even that's not even counting what he's played for Northern Ireland yeah. and everything else. So if you play a hundred games in eighteen months, I think I think hopefully Noro McCardle will have a good summer and a good rest, and he'll come back. I think he's done okay mm-hmm. in the circumstances, but people don't really look at that. They don't think, wow, you know, he's played a hundred games in eighteen months. That's got to that's got to tell yeah. on some players. Yeah, so. You know, it's like I say, it's either it's reasons or it's excuses. And well, we've got a tweet here from Wendy who says it's like having a rough patch in a relationship, coming out the other side traumatized but prepared to forgive. That is lovely. Probably right. Beautiful, Wendy. <laughs> Matt, you keep bringing this up. If your wife's listening, she's going to be worried. <laughs> so let's let's move on then. We've, we've we've gone on about the players and how poorly some of them have done, and how well some of the rest that have done. And uh, there's one thing that I personally wanted to bring up because I'd had a few rows with people on Twitter about it, and that is second teams. There seems to be a lot of, especially young Bradford City fans these days, that have got a second team like Everton. <laughs> Or Liverpool now, and are you a fan? Do you, do you, do you think a fan of fans who yeah. have second team? Yeah, a fan of fans. Do you have a second team, team, Keith? It's just it's not that I disagree with it because I know that sometimes because of family and stuff, there's an affinity towards. Keith's second team's Burnley. Another team, <laughs> but I've seen people fighting corners for second team. I don't know why. It's um, I suppose if you I suppose if you're married into a family who have a you know. Um, Part of the team, or something like that, then he might have a slight affinity. But it's, it's sort of galling, and it's hard work enough to support one team. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's depressing enough. How depressing has it been supporting Bradford City <laughs> for the last 10 years or so? You know, my, so imagine supporting Bradford City and, you know, I don't know, another team who's doing yeah. something. Why, why, why do you find the time? Where would we find the time? <laughs> the I, I, I the emotional s- investment, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I can sit here and sort of talk quite passionately, I like to think about Bradford City for an hour. How can you fit? How could you fit another team into that? Yeah, I mean these people. Like I said, it was only brought up because they spend the whole time either arguing about Bradford City or arguing about whatever ever other team they support, and it seems maybe the, I don't know. Maybe the term's wrong, but I mean, I'm, I'm from Bradford. You know, Dad's a Bradford City fan. And so that's sort of it, really. That's the yeah. connection, really. I, I must admit, there's a lot more kids have, after last year coming back to City this year. I've seen loads. I, I, been, I like to think I'm following. Thing to see. You, you know, you think like the 1911 side, and you're walking past. They used to live in those houses next to the ground. You, you know, you're seeing um, people. Uh, you know, for the last hundred years, people have walked down. 
you know, Midland Road and you're following their foot. I think it's brilliant. And, and you're from Bradford, you can connect with the player. I can't, I mean, what connection could you have? Do you have? think as a kid, if, do you think it's got like a nice credibility if like, you go to your friend and say, who do you spot? Bradford City. Well, I'm well, there, you know, I'm a United fan. There's people that stigma with it. There's people that spot Barcelona now and yeah, Real Madrid. And yeah. I, I, you know, I don't think I even knew about Barcelona or Real Madrid or Benfica when I was a young kid. No, I, you, didn't see, you didn't see him on telly. You might have a mate who, who was really into football and, and, and you all that sort of stuff. Or he'd been to Spain and bought a shirt. Yeah, but because of the internet now because it's on telly it's a lot, you're a lot more accessible I mean a mate of mine's a Leeds fan and it's from Bradford but I don't say well wait you're a Leeds fan from Bradford but why and it was from Eccleshill but he said like growing up um, Leeds with the sort of the big team and he had no idea where Leeds was in he just knew Leeds was near to where he lived and Le- Leeds was the team that got a lot of the coverage yeah. so he so became a Leeds fan he, he's, you know, he's in his sort of mid 40s so he grew up and Leeds was sort of you know, doing really well and he just used to see the paper about Leeds so he went along to he had no family history of supporting football so he sort of went along to what he assumes like a local club, which was Leeds. And that's sort of what it is. You go along to it and now mm. he wasn't aware of the other stuff going on because it's not, you haven't got the internet and the, the stuff now. So I quite like Rangers. I don't, I don't know why. I've just got like an infinity with Glasgow mm. Rangers. Yeah, yeah. I remember the Stuart McCall connection a bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You've got to have a second team. You've got to have something strange. Do you have a second team, Mike? Dunfermline. Dunfermline. Mm. Go on. There why? you go. No Why? No idea. <laughs> you don't know? No idea. Went to Dunfermline and when you stood in the high street, the ground's just at the end and you think, oh, this is nice, you know, I wish I lived in a town <laughs> It's weird, isn't it? I mean, my son is a Palace fan. Went to City up to them losing at home 5-1 to Fulham. <laughs> so and then all decided that result, to this. become a Crystal What's Palace fan. Why did he be, decide to become a Crystal Palace fan? Because Crystal Palace came out of a tunnel. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> does he also like trains? Yeah. Well, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There's the family connection. Mm. That, that said, I, think, I mean, is, is, there, is there a single Bradford City fan who wouldn't want Motherwell to do well? Probably isn't, isn't it? That's true. Is there any? Uh, yeah. you, you can buy their merchandise. None of it's got Motherwell badges on it. It's all mm-hmm. Claret and Amber. And the quality guys are doing well. Yeah, because they're local. That's, that's, that's yeah. I'm from Bale, so my nearest, my nearest sort of team like that wouldn't be guys. When, when the, the, the dark days, when like, Bradford City might no longer exist, or sat there thinking, who'd have got support? Park Avenue. Park Avenue. Um, they're yeah, South Bradford and from Bale, and so it's complete opposite. So they don't sort of seem to sort of like Bradford City anyway. So guys, it was the one I come up with who would go much. Now Matt Bowers well, is a caretaker manager. Well, he's, he's, he's doing very well. a very doing successful really well, yeah. um, um, estate agent. We should mention Halifax as well in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Doing incredible. No, let's not talk about that. What about Lee Gregory? Does anyone know anything about whether we're... Yeah, we spoke about this last time. Yeah. We decided he's not going to come. We don't like him. I should listen to these. I should listen to the previous ones, shouldn't I? Before you I had to let yourself know what you're in, for, what's going on. Uh, anyway, we're going to have another short break now. Um, and while we do, we're going to hear from Billy Bingham, who, along with some staff from Bradford City, plan to ride from Luton's ground to Amsterdam in aid of the Men, ver- uh, Men United versus Prostate Cancer campaign. And we can hear from him now. This show will also be available as a podcast. Get it on iTunes and the Bantams Banter website. There's a few of us from the club myself, uh, the commercial manager Steve, uh, with the former players Louis Sorn and uh, Luca looks after all the programmes. We're doing a 896 mile cycle from Leighton Orient Ground through to Ajax's Stadium in Holland. 
bloody hell that is a long long way how much are you hoping to raise do you, do you know yet or is it just a case um, of we've got we've got a target of five grand uh, and we're about four so we're doing brilliant we're doing really only a grand really, to go yeah, and really how can well. they donate the best best thing quickest way to donate is we've, got a, we've got a Just Giving page uh, which is www.justgiving.com uh, forward slash prostate cancer UK right okay and have you got, have you got Twitter as well can they, can they get yeah yeah we've got Twitter as well um, Facebook as well so. how, many, how many miles is that how many, did you say sorry it's 100, about 196 I and think how, how, how long are you hoping to take is, uh, We've, we, I think we set off from Lake Norwich ground at 3 o'clock on the Friday and we've got literally 20 hours to get it done. Jesus. Have you, 20 hours? 20 hours, yeah. Have you cycled? Did you do a lot of cycling? Uh, last time I cycled, I was about 13, to be honest. So You're joking <laughs> So what, what have you what have you done to prepare yourself for this then? We've had we've had some uh, we've had some bikes kindly donated um, from the guys down at Bradford Uni. Um, That's good of it. And it's just it's a case of putting a program together. Um, we, we do, we've done two runs now. What, uh, training? Yeah, we did an 18 miler and uh, we did a 25 miler last week. We're doing a 40 miler on Sunday. Did it feel like you were cycling a long way when you did 25 miles? To be fair, I, I felt like I could have gone a bit more, to be honest. Go on, Billy. Yeah, Machine? We, 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 kept, we kept stopping and starting, waiting for Steve Hawthorne, you see. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's for, what a brilliant cause and hats go, go off to you. you know, what are you going to do about bum blisters? Because that's a problem on a bike, isn't it? And that's a long way. Yeah, Davina McCall got bum blisters when she, when she did hers. I've invested heavily in extra padding, guys, so uh, I'm going to borrow some, uh, I'll get some E45 cream. Sudacreme as well. Sudacreme. Yeah, yeah. It's imperative. Um, yeah, so obviously what goes on in the room, applying the cream stays in the room. And, you know, can't Steve, Steve is going to apply that, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good luck to you, really, and I hope you, you know, you do, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll do it, you know. The, the thought of what the money you're raising will, will power you through, I'm sure it will. I think it's one of those as well. I think once we get over the crossing and it's, uh, it's downhill to Amsterdam, I think there'll be a race on to get to the red light district. Disgusting. Right. Disgusting. <laughs> Don't forget, you can download this show and all Bantam's Banter podcasts and stuff on iTunes and bantamsbanter.com. Let's go straight to Twitter. Cranny, what have we got? I think we should go straight to Player of the Year. All right, so who our nominations are, who we think deserves it. I think... You know, he's had a great, absolutely fantastic season, but apart from uh, Stephen Darby, I think James Hansen for me. No, I agree. Quite, yeah, I agree. Good show. You see, on a sh- on a popular show, that's the bit that get like a little round of applause. <laughs> James Hansen for me. Yeah, so he's been superb. But yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Stephen Darby for me, without a shadow of a doubt. But if there was a runner-up prize, it'd have to go to Hansen for me because no one else stands out really. I mean, Reach has obviously done well, but. When was the last time a loan player won it? Was it Nathan Doyle? Nathan Doyle won yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree. Stephen Darby, definitely. Solid. Mm, yeah, it's got to be Darby. The interesting one will be that when, when the fans vote, they always seem to tend to go for the same person, but the players vote, which is the most valued one, isn't it? It's always, they always say that, don't they? Mm. Oh, it's great to win yeah. the players' award because yeah. this is the one that really matters. It's always different. Yeah, but... Now this is I, I think that they'll go for Derby this year Probably You just kind of get that impression That I th- I think he's not only popular with the I've, fans I've noticed the, dis- the, the disabled supporters Always go a bit um, They always put They always sort of go a bit left field But they always sort of go They always sort of pick the one that 
they, like, I could imagine they would go for James Hansen. I've yeah. always noticed it, 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 like, last, you know, it might be some Nicky Wells, Nicky Wells, Nicky Wells, and then they might go for James Hansen or something, or Derby, Derby, Derby. They always see it, but just think, I'll tell you what, he's going to get, but they, they, if you look back, they always sort of just pick the sort it's of the, one year. The, 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 the one you think, well, he might get it, but mm. Derby. It's Derby, it's got to be Derby. Yeah, I think that it's really this good. year, for the first time in a long time, it's fairly obvious, I think, yeah. Yeah. who the fans want to win it. I think the hands up might be a close second, maybe, I don't know. Uh, they were seeing he's going to Brazil at Swindon. Stephen Darby was going to Brazil. <laughs> but, uh, that was the chant he, was, he got at uh, I'd Swindon. I'd love that. Yeah. If he went to Brazil, I'd be, I'd be all over that. I mean, yeah. He's probably better than Grant Johnson, to be fair. He might, he might not be going to play for England. He might just be going to Brazil on Ollie's. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He, might, he, might, he might just have seen his uh, Thomas Cook or <laughs> booking. booking thing. <laughs> they still, I don't know how they've gone. Oh, yeah. Thomas Cook? Yeah, have they gone bum? It's not relevant. So, well, Mark, you might as well tell us a little bit about the the uh, Player of the Year awards because friends of Bradford City are, of course, hosting it. It's it's been a nightmare so far because of uh, <laughs> that's not what I expected. PP. Oh, that's a, it's a glamorous affair. But, uh, it will be on the evening, but um, Phil Parkinson won't even discuss it until we got 50 points, which makes planning it yeah. a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, so we just sort of, eventually we gave up and just waited till we got to 50 points. And then um, his, his assistant said, so what's happening this year? Are we not having a Player of the Year award? I said, well, ask your boss, you know. Eventually it's, it's come down to the 6th of May. So it's all sold out, is it? Sold out, yeah. Brilliant. And it, to be honest, we, we thought, might be a bit low key this year, but we can manage that because I don't know if anybody went last year. It was really, really well attended. Yeah, well, yeah. And in, in, in the end, we've actually sold it out. Really? So it's going to be as busy as it was last year. 600. Jeez. Wow, it's going to be yeah. good. And what so, suite do you hold it in at Valley Well, it's sort of spread around the McCall Hendry suite. So. Wow. so it's going to be a big do again. But I mean, you know, our, our initial concern was how do you follow that? Because last year, just you didn't even have to sell it. Yeah. People just wanted to be there, and and it was a good atmosphere. But we've got the youth team, haven't we? And we've got the ladies' team, so it's a bit of positivity. Yeah, the cup finals next week, isn't it? Against, yeah. against Colchester FA Youth Cup. I just sorry, I've just noticed that Cranny's put on Twitter. Who is your plater of the year? Plater. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you got you had last time. Get it. So the, the, the people think, who work yeah. in the restaurant get a mention. Yeah, the French the Greeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they the ones off the back of magazines? Yeah, they sit in the river now. Like little doughy eyed dogs. Yeah, yeah, you get like the the soft Shannon. Should we um, go to Dave? He's got an interesting article. Dave Pendleton's here again. Thank you. He flashed this in our face. He did. It's from a Spanish Spanish newspaper. An article about Bradford City. Uh, it'll, it'll fill you in the details. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, please, because you put it in my face, I ain't got a clue what it, what it said. But, but you but didn't you're didn't you jump it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had three points. <laughs> well, it looks quite long. Are you going to read it off? Uh, in all seriousness, somebody sent in... Um, it's from Las Palmas, which is Canaries, is it? Something like that? Yeah, I think it is. It's foreign Johnny place. Um, they sent in an article that's from last year. I presume it must have been to do with our cup run, and it's all about the hero of El Hero de Bradford. Can I translate that the hero of Bradford? I think it might be. Yeah. And it's all about, about us in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about Jim. Well, we, hey, Jimmy Hansen's goal was in Spanish. We can have articles oh, yeah, as well. Course, yeah. It's all about Jimmy Spears and the FA Cup win and uh, his tragic death in the First World War. So, what a fabulous article! Coverage like that in a, in a paper in Spain. It's so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good article. Then is it Messi's likely to sign for us during the summer? That's David Silver. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> moving on rapidly. That's yeah. good. Can I just make a point anyway about this? 
this evening. Yes, um, you keep talking about the round table. It's got round edges, a round edge table. It's not a round table. It's a bevel. It's quite clearly oblong, but with beveled edges. Well, it's two squares put together. Well, we asked. Oh, they have got round tables, haven't they? They have, but they're over there, and you're over here. Well, next time, next time, do we'll do it. Can I just say about second teams? I've got a second team. Bradford City reserves. Yeah. They don't exist, do they? Sod everything else. We ain't got reserve team anymore. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very youth team, youth team, like cup fan, cup fan, cup fan. Yeah, and the and the ladies. <laughs> My first football match at Bradford Park, haven't you? My dad used to be an Avenue fan as well. I, I don't remember. I think a lot of City fans used to be Avenue fans. But he went to both, so he took me to both, and then I kind of got indoctrinated. Anyway, aren't we talking about something more interesting? Yes, the uh, 1911 annual yeah. dinner this year. Yeah, annual dinner, indeed. Um, yeah, as a lot of people might know, hopefully they do know, that in 2011 we had a dinner at the Midland Hotel to celebrate our greatest feat as a football club, winning the FA Cup, and of course then the terrible deaths of people like Jimmy Spears and Robert Torrance in the First World War. So we had a dinner, went down fantastic well, we've had another two, and the, our third one is coming up. Uh, on Saturday in the 1911 club appropriately overlooking the pitch and we've got about 10 tickets left it's a free course meal and a celebrity speaker and it's £19.11p who's Which, speaking? me yeah. <laughs> that's what I said celebrity speaker <laughs> no there, there is a good reason for this believe it or not is that we decided because 2014 marks the centenary of the Great War that what we should talk about is where were Bradford City at the time of 1914? And then given that nine players were killed in the, in the first war, including Spears and Torrance, the two yeah. cup winners, we thought we've got, we've got to talk about that. Now, we as a club and, and a community are going to try and commemorate, and I, I say commemorate, not celebrate, commemorate the centenary of the Great War and the, the events we can put on over the next four or five years. So given that I'm the only sad who will sit in the library and look up this sort of stuff, it, it seems like it was me that's going to have to do the talk, so yeah, I'm the same. Well, good on you, good on you. So, how can they get the tickets? Did you just uh, ring the 1911 club yeah. reception? They're doing all the sales. Like I say, we've got 10 left. It's a free course meal. You might have to listen to me drone on for 45 minutes, but that'll be okay. Well, you'll be, li- drunk. You'll be drunk by then because it's the end of the meal, <laughs> yeah. so it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Thanks, David, for that. No bother. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you very much. So, I want to touch on something that is it's a little bit sensitive, but I think that because it's been focused on so much on. on social networking in Bradford City forums that we should really talk about it and that's remembering the fire because a few fans you know they feel that it's perhaps overlooked by other tragedy in football such as Hillsborough and I mean it seems bizarre to me that anyone would be treating them like they're a competition almost like oh well ours gets talked about I think think the, the key phrases there are social networks and internet forums go on Keith do delve in it's dangerous. No, well, I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's sort of the, the, the as people know who the last thing they'd want to hear about getting dragged up is the fire. The yeah. last thing it even talks about was the fire. So why the need? It, it was it was done and dealt with. And people try to compare with Hillsborough. Hillsborough was basically the police and uh, the authorities perhaps were slightly uh, liberal with the truth for the past 25 years, they did the newspapers and stuff. So quite rightly, if your relatives had died and it was being all of the media that it was their own fault, they did this, they did that, it was nothing to do with the police, then you're quite right, I'd imagine you'd be slightly annoyed and you'd want to raise awareness of the facts that you needed it mm. getting sorted out. The fire, I mean, I wasn't there, but the fire, it was sort of done, dusted, this is what happened, that's it, right, we're done, move on. 
and sort of just try and get on with it and then remember it. The end of it, I mean, are all these people, the best way to do it, if, if you think, I would say, if you think the fire isn't remembered or you want to raise awareness, go to Centenary Square, 11 o'clock, 11th of May, that's the thing to do. Go there, stand there, and just yeah. mid-size the bells ringer. I, I, I was there the other year, and there was, a, there was an ex-Bradford City player, very, very sort of, you know, well-known, very famous Bradford City player, and it wasn't at the front, it wasn't on the stage, it wasn't trying to something. It was right at the very back. So I, I looked round at the side of thought, is that? And he just stood there at the back, in with the crowd, just head bowed for a, a thing. And it's not making a side dance about it. And I think that's, that's you know, never mind flags and blooming petitions and go down to uh, um, um, Centenary Square, 11 o'clock, 11th of May. And yeah, that, just that, remember it with dignity. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, not, it's, like, not, like, it's not, it's not, it's not a competition. We've, we've, there's nothing to prove. There's nothing to, This you know, is something I feel really, really passionate about. And Dave knows we've had this chat in the corn dolly a couple of years ago when there were all the furor about the flag at Wembley and that kind of thing. And um, I think, I, certainly I think Dave will agree with us, somebody who we were at the fire. I'm quite happy for it to be low key. And I think that's not, <clears throat> that's not um, in any way putting it down on the Liverpool fans. But I think the Liverpool fans have had an agenda. We, we didn't have that agenda and everything was dealt with. Even somebody who didn't get credit where it was due was uh, Roger Sudards, who dealt with the fund, the, the Burns fund. Um, there was no criticism of the way the money was doled out. He did such a good job on it. And there's never been anything about surrounding the fire, we've always hoped, I think right out with David, that it would be remembered and remembered by the young fans. We had the conversation a couple of years ago where the younger fans were wanting to remember it with the flag at Wembley, and we thought, well, maybe that's not the way we'd remember it, but is it better that they're remembering it? Or is it, is it just the fact that it's trendy to remember disasters, in which case they're doing it for all the wrong reasons? It's, it's a sort of Facebook thing, isn't it? If, you don't, yeah. if you're not showing... You have things on Facebook like this, or Bradford City disaster, like, you know... It's a bit like having long, flowers yeah, at the side yeah, of the road yeah. and of, if, if you're not If you're not seen to be doing something, you're not seen to be ticking a box, if you're not seen to be saying something, Twitter, Facebook, if you're not seen to be actually physically doing it, mm. then people think you don't care. And we're in danger of having this 56... It's not, it's not, it's not even about 56, it's about 56 plus hundreds, thousands of other people. You're turning 56 people into a brand, into just a thing. It's not 56, it's 56 individual people, you know, mothers, daughters, fathers, sons, you know, uncles, whatever. It's 56 people. It's not the 56. It's 56 people, plus people who are injured. Uh, I know people, you know, really badly injured. And I would never even dream of mentioning yeah. the fire. It'd be, it'd be the last thing. While we're on the go. subject, there's a website suddenly appeared. Yes. And I had a look at it the other night, and um, I'm, not, I'm not too happy with it personally. Yeah, another one. Here. There's yeah, some there. images on there that we've avoided for. What's the website? Sorry, it's about the. Well, yeah, there was an article in the TNA last week, basically what we're talking about yes. now about how Hills was remembered and where forgotten, and I'm thinking, great, right. I'm glad that. But then this guy said he set this website up, which is the definitive place to go for information on the fire. So I had a look at it, and I wasn't very happy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's on Twitter it's as well, sort of and I, I just think it's just... 
at work. Well, is it safe to get a petition? Yeah, together? well, I, I, I would say, right, I'm say, at worst, sorry, at best, it's very naive, and at worst, it's very sort of cynical and um, trying to benefit from something that was horrific. And a lot of people in Bradford would rather just sort of remember once a year and not be brought up all the time. It's ridiculous. The whole thing's nothing's forgotten. It's just, <laughs> no, it's just I, respect. It's I, just remember, I remember respect. every time I walked down Valley Parade, uh, the away fans yeah. know. The amount, of, the amount of away fans you speak to without the fire, and they're not trying to like you know get gory information stuff. They just they know because I oh, brought mm. it's and, and interestingly, um, what was it? Was it uh, Oldham? Um, I'm not knocking them before I even say I'm not knocking them but the, the, the chant now is when people leave it says they're a fire drill that's the thing isn't it and that's, yeah. that's just the chant that people yeah. do and the only thing they start singing that and then after about two sort of refrains of it they sort of went should, somebody's got to, what are you talking about yeah, oh yeah we shouldn't do it yeah. so you know they, that's just what people say now when they see you know, we're losing so, so uh, and they sort of other people, the other Oldham fans just said, yeah. shut up, what are you doing? Like, oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't realize, I forgot, I forgot where. So, you know, people do remember it, and it, it doesn't need sort of dragging out. Um, the, 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 I'll put it this way, right? They say, raise awareness. I would ask these people, right, who are you trying to raise, raise awareness to, right? Who are you trying to raise awareness to, and to what end? He's probably the, the Hill, scene in Hillsborough and thought and wanted to do a similar thing. Well, Hill, Hillsborough's raising awareness to people, but it was getting lied about. Yeah. And so exactly. something happened, and that's now happening. So, brilliant, yeah. yeah. Who are we trying to raise awareness to fight to? Who? And to what to what end? It was all sorted out, it's done and dusted. Um, we remember once a year, we've got the we've got the monument at the end of Manning Blaine, we've got the monument on the side of the Valley Parade, we've got the other monument on the side of the Valley Parade, we've got the flag in the ground, we have uh, the monument in the middle of Bradford City Centre, we have... One in the cathedral. One in the cathedral, yeah. we have a minute's silence at the end of everything. What do we want other teams to have a minute's silence for? Yeah, nice. Mm. Yeah. Why is it's like forcing grief on people? It's like blooming Diana's tears. Forcing if you're not sure to be grieving, then you're not grieving anyway. Mm. But yeah, good points made there, though. Very good points. I think everyone will agree. I, think. But I, I agree, I agree Matt. It's, it's, it's just it, it doesn't need maybe it's younger people who work there who want to feel some sort of connection with it. They feel it makes our club special or whatever. It's almost, I mean, it's almost trendy if you've had a disaster attached to your football club. It's let's like make a, a big thing. I mean, I, I thought the 56 things in the shirts were, I didn't, I didn't like that, but it's done and whatever. But you, you're in danger to into a brand 56 mm. and it's, it's people you're talking yeah. about people's lives yeah. people, and the people parents etc are still alive you know I'm thinking of the Fletcher family in particular here I always think of them on the day because they're always there aren't they you know and they're still affected yeah. by it and yeah, there's lots people, of people, people affected still got people the winter still go people whose friends or relatives died they still go and they're not going to think do you know what I've forgotten about that it's good. I'm glad you had a big flag yeah, exactly. ch- the chanting the clapping it's just yeah. you know are we going to start having Minute silences should be for stuff that connects to your club, um, and, and you know, the chat, and then clapping, you know, clap, minutes applause. Do you, how do you decide that? Or in a minute's silence, or uh, you know, chatting on fifty-six minutes, chatting on seven, chatting on nine minutes. It's just, it's gonna, it's just getting ridiculous. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it is, it's becoming like a trend, a brand. And, and I, you know, I know, I'm so, I'm on social, social media and stuff. Oh, we but know, we know. I, I, um, it's got its good points, but it's, it's certainly got a lot of bad stuff. And if you are not physically sitting doing something, then. Well, it's almost time for, sorry about that. It's almost time for Banter's Banter's Roundtable, episode three, live from the Sparrow to draw to a close. Um, finally, though, it's not long. In fact, it's exactly a week today that the youth team take on Colchester in the Youth Alliance Cup final. So it's always important to support the, the team that are coming through the, the possible future of Bradford City. And that'll be played uh, at 7pm on the 29th of April. 
at Valley Parade. Any final words, guys? Let's win it. Yeah, yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah, we'll we'll have some, you know, some kids. We we spoke to Dave Baldwin about some Riata players, and there is a couple hopefully coming through, um, yeah. which you know, be tr- training next year. That's the stuff. thing that always disappoints me with these youth teams, and I think it's true not just of Bradford City, but true of teams such as Manchester United about successful youth teams, and you see a team there that's full of talent, but in actual fact, the reality is only two or three of them will ever make it. Yeah. Well, that's why the class of '92 are so revered because nearly all of them. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's down to first of all, well done, Colchester, a club like Colchester. Yeah. Yeah. When you see the teams we've played, mm. you know, it's something like Colchester, who it's not a particularly um, a big club, big club no. and they've done that. So you know, it's, they, they've already won by getting. You know, but I think yeah. both teams by getting there, they've already. But like I said. You see, remember Sean Murray? Sean Murray was going to have the next big thing, wasn't he? And um, he, he, you know, he was at Bradford City. And he, good player, he was a good player, but he was like, it's supposed to be the next big yeah. But it, I think it goes out of attitudes. You're a good footballer, you're told you're a good footballer, you've totally got the world at your feet, you might discover sort of going out to the pub or women or this, that and the other. It's about attitude. Something happens. Something happened. Yeah, but you're Gary Jones, he's got the attitude. And Phil Parkinson, I think, is the man to sort of try and draw it all together. Phil Parkinson seems to be the man who can see that attitude and build a team and it is about a team it's not about having the best players mm. it's about having the best team and he's playing McBurney which says he will give youth a chance so to speak do you know what I mean I mean McBurney might be different he's scored a lot of goals but you know I think I think Parkinson will be a, a manager hopefully to, to put players in, in the well, if, in, if, in you, the, if you look at who Parkin now we've got a reserve team especially. if you look who Parkin's worked with what strikes has Parkin worked with yeah, yeah. Um, mm. the fellow Rochdale um, uh, Ricky La- was it? not Ricky um, who were the fellows at Rochdale that played for England Lambert Ricky Lambert yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Grant Holt was he there yeah, um, they have and look how James Hansen's come along mm-hmm. with, so is he you know his parking's sort of been a bit under overlooked. so yeah you'd think Ollie McBurney with somebody who's worked with Holt Lambert Hansen yeah. young players have come up then I can't think of any, any and all of them. those players are of similar style as well yeah big lads yeah tall tall is that style or just the tall it's a height <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Mark, Mark Neil, for coming along, and thank you, everybody, as well, and thank you, Keith. Uh, it's been it's been good. I've enjoyed it. So yeah, um, you can download this as well. If you listen now, I don't know why you want to, uh, but you'd be able to download. What? Anything? Anything to say, Dom? Uh, thanks for listening. There's one more Bantams band to to record, and that will be against Crawley, and we'll do an end of season roundtable sometime soon. So keep your peepers on Facebook and Twitter for that. Thank you for listening. Uh, Anything to say, Chris? I think we've already asked for last words. Haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, can't we just ask this young lady if she's a Manchester United fan about her feelings about what's happened today? Well, actually, no? funnily, funnily enough, uh, we've had a tweet here from Samantha that says, "I'm possibly, I'm impossibly the only place in the country tonight talking football without one mention of Moyes." Well, let's keep it that way. So you ruined it right at the end. <laughs> I bet he ends up at Leeds United. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to Banter's Banter Roundtable, and we'll see you very, very soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Bantam's Banter's Roundtable. Don't forget you can download this show and all Bantam's Banter podcasts and stuff on iTunes and bantamsbanter.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Bantam's Banter.